0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Political divides in families are familiar to a lot of Americans. Most of us have an uncle or a cousin or a grandparent who makes us roll our eyes at the Thanksgiving dinner table when they bring up their opinion on something about politics. Or something in the news. And generally speaking, we just try to overlook those differences because ultimately we're talking about people who are our family. But what happens when the political divide becomes so deep, so personal, and so painful? What happens when the division isn't with a distant cousin, but with a sibling? Not with an uncle, but maybe with a parent. What happens when the growing divisions in American society happen in your own home. We're going to spend the rest of the time today talking about that subject. And here to help frame it out is Panama Jackson, who is a co-creator of the website Very Smart Brothers. He recently wrote a piece called How Trump Ruined My Relationship With My White Mother. And I want to read just a little bit Uh, From that piece uh, to, to, to kick us off here, he says, I can't sit and actively engage with a person, even if it is my mother, whose blood is running through my body. If she doesn't care about me, my story or what I live through, if she can't see past her own appreciation for a bigoted, dangerous man who, because of the position people like her have placed him in, has the ability to do significant damage to my civil liberties. Then I don't know what place she can have reasonably in my life. It's sad. It's disappointing. It's my mother, Panama Jackson. Welcome to Detroit today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure I, to be here. I, I, when when I saw this piece, uh, I, I was incredibly moved by it. Uh, obviously, but but I also could just feel the pain that uh, that you were feeling. In not just in writing it, but having to to sort of experience this, and and you know we all have, we all have disagreements with our parents. We all have things that we wish our parents didn't do or didn't say. But the the degree to which you reflect that in this piece is just um, is heart wrenching.
1: Yeah, I mean it was tough to write it. It's been tough since then i mean full disclosure i've spoken to my mother twice since since i wrote that uh-huh. um,
0: you wrote the, the piece back in august i wrote it right.
1: back in august right after she would left um she was here visiting uh for a week it was a very long week and um probably the longest week we've ever had my mother and i disagree on a lot of things we mm-hmm. we we're known to argue but this was just different um yeah. even, even she had to acknowledge it was just different this time and um you know we spoke a couple weeks after because we hadn't spoken and she she noticed um, and I kind of avoided a couple phone calls and I finally answered the phone. And I guess she talked to my sister who was also having those arguments with her. And um, she said she didn't realize it was such a big deal. Like she didn't realize we were, you know, like she just thought we would just argue and move on. And I mm-hmm. told her I just couldn't. And um, she apologized for hurting my feelings, but nothing for anything related to, to what we talked about. And um, I didn't talk to her for like a month after that. And, and again, she noticed and, I just couldn't do it. Like every time I wanted to call her, I just couldn't. Yeah, um, yeah. We talked recently and it was more of the same. And I just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a struggle right now. Like it's, it really is. Yeah. The,
0: the, you, you spent a lot of the time in the piece describing who your mother is, where she comes from and how she comes to this place where she supports Donald Trump and, right. and a lot of other things. Talk a little bit about uh, how that has framed your relationship even before Donald Trump was, was on the scene.
1: You know, my mother and I have always had this um, complicated relationship, especially when it comes to race, right? So my mother is a a French immigrant. She moved here when she was, uh, I guess, 13, I think, 12, 13. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'd think, and, and, you know, she has two biracial children. Um, Her ex-husband is a black man from Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um, All things I say in the the piece that I wrote. Um, She lived right outside of Detroit for, since she's been here, you know, and, and she's moved further west. She lives in Jackson now, but... You know, so it's just weird to me. Like there's, there's these sort of a willful ignorance about racial issues when your entire life has kind of been fully ensconced (laughs) in this, you know, you have children who are dealing with these things and I didn't mention it in there, but I mean, there was, you know, in when my, when my little sister was eight, I think, um, my parents decided to send her to live with, with, um, with my mother. I grew up with my father in Germany to send her to live with my mother in, um, And she lives in Jackson. It was really a tiny town, a very all white town called Mm -hmm. Napoleon, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And my little eight year old sister was the only black person in this town, like not at the school, but in the town. And it was in the whole town. And it was probably the worst decision my parents ever made. I mean, my little sister had to deal with all kinds of things. And my mom wasn't prepared for that. She's not prepared to deal with that type of stuff. You know, she's you know, I don't mean to sound messed up like this, but she's a white woman who thinks that racism is individual. It's not a system. It's not a thing. So somebody does something bad to you, that's that person doing something bad, not this is a bunch. This is something that's systemically happening to people. And I think that's made it more difficult for me in these conversations because I just I get so annoyed by this inability to understand this is really a thing. This is not just uh, a couple bad people doing bad things like this is a thing that happens to people. Yes. And you have kids who deal with this on a day-to-day basis, and how can you not acknowledge it, or how can you be so anti-like? Guys, <laughs> uh, it's, it's so fresh. I don't even know the words. It's so frustrating. Well, but. I mean,
0: if you think about it, there are lots of people who are like that, right? Yes, and, there and, are. In fact, uh, I, I would uh, sort of venture to say that that most white people, I think, in America, uh, sort of fall into some uh, some category of uh, or some degree of of this denial about what right. race and racism look like if you're African American um, and I hear what you're saying about the expectation that your mother because of her life situation should have uh, should have a, a keener sense of. of and I those write about things, this. She, right? I
1: literally write about this stuff. My entire site is dedicated to this type of stuff. Yeah. And she, but she doesn't read it. She hasn't read this piece. Like she doesn't. She's proud of what I do, but uh-huh. has no idea what she's proud she's of. She's not. Yeah. I she mean, doesn't even know.
0: And it's it's almost like, uh, well, and you say this, a willful uh, ignorance. Yeah. It's, it's Entirely. saying, I don't want to see what's in front of me. I don't want to see what's around me. I believe you know uh, what I want to believe yeah about about race yeah even when it comes to my own child
1: absolutely we had this uh this this part of the biggest frustration of this entire saga with my mother right now is this you know one of the conversations that comes up is that um she says this is and I I, I'm gonna try my best not Mm -hmm. to make it sound too crazy that she's just not getting the news the way that we are here like that the, it's just different where she is she's not seeing or hearing all the negativity and I'm like number one you live between Detroit and Lansing <laughs> the news you watch if you watch any local news you're seeing some of this stuff number one right number two Who cares? I'm telling you now. I'm pulling up video. I'm showing you. I can I can pull up. You know, it's it's so he makes it so easy. I can just pull up. You know, a one website that has all these different things that he's done negatively in X Y Z about people of color or minority communities. Now that you know, does that change anything? And it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you know, does that change anything? And it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, she still believes that I need to be respecting this man and his opinion. He's my president, and it's like. How can you knowing what you know now, even if you didn't know before, I'm going to give you a pass on that. Let's just assume somehow you missed everything. You missed a whole couple years of, of info. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, and it doesn't matter. Now you're just like, we'll just agree to disagree. We can't do that. I can't just agree to disagree on this. It, it matters for my life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And my guest is Panama Jackson. He's the co-creator of the website Very Smart Brothers. He recently wrote a piece called How Trump Ruined My Relationship with My White Mother. Have politics affected your family in recent months and years? Is there a growing divide around your dinner table? Or at holidays, have politics and the mood of our society permanently damaged familial bonds in your life? Call and talk to us about how these things are playing out in the era of Donald Trump, perhaps one of the most divisive political figures uh, in our history. The number to join the conversation is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there. Go to Twitter and hashtag DetroitToday, and we will try to work your comments into our conversation here. Have you or your family members learned maybe how to see past some of these differences and actually get along? Tell us how you're doing that. Tell us what that looks like. On a daily basis, or more importantly, around holidays, we've got the big holidays of the year coming up. Uh, what's that going to look like in your household? Kimberly on Facebook says it is sad to see that parents are unable to empathize with their own children because they have been fed a narrative and regurgitate a scripted response. Uh, is that is that what you feel is going on with with your mother? Is that is is it that she she's getting this from somewhere else? Uh, and ignoring her experiences with you
1: yeah i think so i mean one of the things i even wrote in the piece was she she pulled the he tells it like it is nonsense you know like it, i think a lot of people and you know nobody nobody's immune to this you know you you see news or things that you like and you tend to pull those points into into your own narrative I'm just amazed that such a ridiculous narrative is the one that my mother has latched onto. And I'm and look, nobody's above that. You, you, what moves you is what moves you. She's effectively a white woman who lives in a very small midwestern town, and and you point out in the piece that that. Her
0: life has been negatively affected by things like the Affordable Care Act, right? That
1: yes, that, uh, right. Obama, she's she was a small business yeah. owner. She struggled. Obamacare definitely had a very negative impact on on her and her business. I will, I, I acknowledge that because I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to pretend. Like, and again, I don't have a problem with her having an issue with Obama or whatever. You get, issues are issues, and she didn't even used to like Trump. It was a anti-Hillary thing, mm-hmm. but now she's actively supporting and advocating for this man to the point of wearing, I put, I, I say that too, the, mm-hmm. that make America great again shirt in my house, in your- <laughs> like in my house, in my very black household with a picture of Muhammad Ali on the wall. And you know, like, like I, I, you know, I got Obama on the wall in my house cause you know, I'm still black. So I don't yeah. have my picture, of Dr. King, but <laughs> you know, I got Obama up and it's like, yeah, how yeah. can you do this? Like, you know how I feel. And that's, that's what she apologized. I just didn't realize it was that big of a deal. Like, you didn't like when when you when I saw it. But here's the thing. I took her to buy it because I'm still it's my mother, right? Like my mother wants to go get these things. I'm like, look, I'm I'm going to take you to go get this ridiculous stuff. Like I took you to go get all the Bush stuff that you wanted. I, you know, when you come to D.C., that's what you get. But I just couldn't and, and I even went out with her that day like I went out with her the day she wore it against everything in my soul like right. and we got so to the walking biggest around argument.
0: with this person with a make America green oh but color. the
1: funny thing is we got to a huge argument on the way to you know and I'm, I'm, i might if I ever write a book I'm gonna there's gonna be a chapter called the longest ride to Rockville Maryland ever <laughs> and um you know we had a full argument about this shirt and so by the time we got out to go get something to eat she didn't want to wear the shirt anymore she was very self-conscious about having it on because yeah. Even if she didn't agree with me, she was concerned that other people would be let's upset about it. And, and they, you know, they know what, we went to a Mexican restaurant of all places. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: let's go to Valerie. Valerie and Mount Clemens, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Yes, thank you both. This issue so hits home for me. I'm biracial, white mom, black dad. And I've always thought integration is the answer, right? It works for my parents. Um, if you live next to someone, if your best friend's black and you're white, you will learn that they are not what you may have thought they were based on stereotypes in media. Well, how can we say that if our very family members, in my case my mom's side of the family, extended aunts, uncles, most of them are staunch Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. And I am so extremely personally offended that you could vote and vocally, like pridefully voice your support for him in my presence with no hesitation. And you know how I feel about it and how these, um, how the actual politics of it can affect me. The other right. thing that I really want to point out is I go to protest. I um, voice all of my concerns on social media all the time. And then last year at Christmas Eve, I was sitting at the table with my mom's side thinking, what is going on here? I'm sitting here silent, and I spend all this time talking all this junk everywhere else. But I, when I try to talk it there, it just doesn't go through, right? We all have our set beliefs. So, there's that dichotomy of like doing all this in the public, but you can't even get through to your own family. So, I just wanted to say those two things. Yeah, no,
0: Valerie, Valerie, thank you very much uh, for the call and the comments. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Panama Jackson about how politics strain families. We want to keep hearing from you as well. 313 577 1019 is the number on the phones. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. My guest is Panama Jackson. He's the co-creator of the website Very Smart Brothers. He recently wrote a piece called How Trump Ruined My Relationship with My White Mother. We are talking about how politics strains families, how uh, the differences that have opened up and been on such vivid display in America right now sometimes play out around the dinner table in people's houses. If you want to join the conversation, talk about how uh, the era of Donald Trump is affecting relationships in your family, give us a call 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag us, and uh, we will work you into the conversation. Let's go to Sam in Mount Clemens. Sam, welcome to Detroit today.
3: Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Good. How are you? Um, good. I just I just wanted to comment on this whole mother thing. My mother is a still is a big Trump supporter. We actually live right across from one another. Um, I couldn't stand the guy from the beginning. I knew what he was about, and it's to the point now. Um, we can't even talk politics. And even during the election, I would actually steal her Trump signs off her lawn. I couldn't believe she was going to vote for this buffoon. <laughs> and she, it, it's, and the thing is we host the holidays at my house and I'm like kind of petrified of how this is going to go. Um, my wife literally, I'm white I have white parents so is my
0: wife, my wife literally cried when this man got elected. Yeah. Um, uh, and even, even... Yep, I think we lost you there, Sam. Uh, call us back. We'll try to get you back on, on the air. You know, uh, Panama, I want to ask you about one, one of the dynamics I see with Trump supporters, which is their vulnerability. Uh, a lot of people voted for him because they feel like he's going to stick up for them and they feel like there is not somebody else uh, in American politics who is willing to do that. Do you, do you feel like that's one of the things uh inspiring your mom
1: no not at all you know? i i my mother just hated hillary she hated hillary i mean yeah. it's it seemed personal yeah i mean i've never heard her have such disdain my mother was in the hospital she was sick a couple last year i mean she's in a hospital bed referring to hillary clinton in all type of negative ways I just, i'm gonna blame the drugs but <laughs> you know so I, I i've never heard her in one way shape or form say Trump is going to do right by me or anything like that. And she never said that before. Like yeah. this new Trump advocacy is, is is different for me because I don't really understand what it's rooted it's in or like from. what like, if she were to say to me politically he represents my interests, I would still disagree. But maybe she could make a case there in some way, shape, or form that I would disagree with. But that's that hasn't been the that's case. That's not yet. what she's doing. No, it's not even about that for mm-hmm. her. It hasn't been anyway.
0: Dan in Dearborn. Dan, welcome to Detroit today.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. It's nice to join your conversation. Thank you. Um, My observation is that I'll use my relationship with my brother as a quick example. He is a Trump lover. I could choose to decimate that relationship by voicing and getting in his face about Trump or responding to things that he says to me about Trump. But I make a choice, because I love my brother more than political views, to not get confrontational with him. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a son, sir, Mr. Panama, Mm -hmm. that you are not respecting your mother's views, and that you, as a son have an obligation to respect your mother's views and allow her to have the views that she wants even though they differ with yours and yours are quite obviously very strong and you have a right to them but I think that to demand that somebody else has the same views as you because of the reasons you've shared with us today I don't think is being gracious in the way that the other parts of your political
0: views give yeah. Um, give yeah Dan Dan thanks. I I really appreciate uh, your call and your comments there I want to give Panama Jackson an opportunity to respond Why not Why not just put the value of that relationship over politics
1: Yeah um, one thanks for the thanks for the comment um, It's a it's a sentiment echoed by very many people who have <laughs> who have read that piece and mm-hmm. who have responded. Um, my mother has every right to her her opinions. I have not told her in any way, shape, or form she can't have them. We're going to differ. We've been differing for years. My mother has said things to me that you wouldn't believe and and, and I have accepted and acknowledged those things. That's my mom. That is the common refrain to me and my sister. That's our mother. On the other hand, though, you bear the consequences of your opinions. And at some point when the... When the weight of those opinions becomes so dangerous and so detrimental to my own life, it becomes very, very difficult for me to move past those and just say, that's my mother. It's one thing when this is not just a disagreement, it's, it's not just a disagreement. This is an entire mentality we're talking about here that is dangerous. And it's dangerous for me. It might not be dangerous for everybody, but for me in my own space, I mean, I've had to justify Black Lives Matter and explain to her why, why, why police brutality is a thing. I've had to tell her about cases. I've had my mother's also an ardent NRA supporter. She's I mean, I'm like, I'm I'm having to explain all these things to my mother from my perspective and our perspective, why, why they're a thing and for it to be to for it to feel dismissed Mm -hmm. is it's hurtful. And that's the thing. Like, she has the right to her opinion. She she, she feels persecuted. She feels like, my opinions, you're saying I can't have them. You can have them all you want. That doesn't mean I just have to take them when they affect me in such a negative. And my children. Like, I have three black children. Like, your opinions affect them. Right. And right. it's like, while I understand what you're saying, it's still my mother. That's never going to change. I will always love my mother. It's affecting the way my mother and I interact. She will always be my mom. I'm, no, I'm in no way, shape, or form. Removing her from that pedestal, she will continue to get cards and Christmas presents and all that stuff. <laughs> well, I,
0: I was gonna say we've got about a minute left. I, I I'm curious. We are coming into the holiday season. What's that? <laughs> what's that gonna look like? I don't for know.
1: You? I honestly, I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. I I, I wish I could tell you. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of the... sticking my head in the sand right now. I know I'm gonna, we're gonna have to figure this out. I mean, we don't necessarily always do holidays together anyway I mean, uh-huh. because I have a, a split live family. in different have, places. Yeah, yeah. And it's, but. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. But, um, you know, let me just say, I love my mom. That's never going to change. Right. But how we interact has been affected by this. And hopefully over time that will change. I mean, it's still my mom. But right now it's very raw. It's very difficult. And she wore that shirt in my house. Wow.
0: All right. Panama Jackson, co-creator of the website Very Smart Brothers, author of a piece called How Trump Ruined My Relationship with My White Mother, as always. Thanks for joining us on Detroit Today. My pleasure. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back in Detroit tomorrow and back with you on Detroit Today. Uh, I want to thank the folks here at NPR Studios in Washington for being such gracious hosts to us. Emily Dagger uh, always helps us out and makes sure that we're comfortable here when we're visiting in Washington. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. I'll see you tomorrow.